This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Last session, we talked about maintenance and maintenance being the most important thing you do as a contracting business. It's at the 12 o'clock. It's at the top of the pie. Today, we're going to take, take a look at the next most important thing that you do is actually service. And some of you might say, oh, well, it's really jobs or replacement. Yeah, I mean, you can basically say one or the other, but they're both really, really important, obviously. But let's take the service piece first, because a lot of times maintenance agreements get enrolled as a result of a service call, because it's a way for people to save money on a service call. The key is if they do that, you've got to talk to them over and over again throughout the year so that they don't not renew it. So they do renew it the following year because if they did it just to get the discount on a repair, then they're not going to look at all the benefits. They're not going to see all the benefits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to make sure that they understand that there's a whole lot more benefits rather than just a discount on a service repair. So let's take the service piece of it. And it can be residential service. It could be commercial service. Either or. And let, let's take the first section. Um, we're going to talk about residential service before the break. And then after the break, we'll talk about commercial service. And we're going to talk about things that you can do for both. And that will help you not only keep the trust with the customer, which is what you absolutely have to do, but also make sure that your service technicians are doing what they need to do to be able to... Um, make sure the customer understands what's going on and the customer is apprised of what's going on. And I'm going to start this with a story. And a service technician goes to a customer and the customer basically says, yes, do this work. And the customer, the service technician goes and does starts the work and finds more problems. And the service technician doesn't let the customer know that he found more issues. And the customer is not aware that there were additional problems here. And the customer is expecting, you know, to only have to pay what he had said he would pay with respect to a flat rate payment. And the tech goes, oh, no, there's this much more. Well, that doesn't work. You have to always communicate with the customer. And it turned into, a, you know, the customer didn't pay it because he wasn't appraised of the extra work that needed to get done. And he didn't approve the extra work, so the tech did the work without talking to the customer. Not a good idea. All right. So your service technicians need to not only communicate with the customer at the beginning of a service call to find out what's going on and, and where they are, but also as they go through the service call and start making the repairs because they might find something else. One of the things that I love to happen is that uh, the customers follow the service technician wherever they go. Now, most of the service technicians absolutely hate this, um, but they should learn to love it because you can get into a very good conversation with the customer and the customer can get more trust with what you're doing and everything else like that. For those of you who are women in our industry or in the HVAC or plumbing industry, um, or other industries. There's some women there too. Most customers don't have a problem following a woman around in their home. And they're more comfortable with them being in their home. Obviously, it's not a guy walking around their house. So 
the best way for women in these in our industries to build the trust with the customers say, would you like to follow me around and watch what I'm doing? And most customers with women will take that opportunity to say yes. So they do that. And it, it helps build rapport, it helps build maintenance, and it helps build customer retention. So the, the key with service, especially from a residential pers- or commercial perspective, the key with service is making sure that you continually communicate with the customer, show the customer what you've done. Now, there are lots of ways that you can show the customer what you've done. You can take your cell phone out. You know, if you're dealing with a 90-year-old lady who doesn't want to climb up into attic, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that actually. You know, take a picture of what you did. Take a picture of, of, of where you are and what had happened. Um, we had a situation very recently where the tech did his job, finished it, and, and didn't take pictures, didn't really talk to the customer, walked out the door. And eight days later, no joke, eight days later, there is water coming through the ceiling. And the homeowner said, well, since you were the last one to touch it, you had to do this. Obviously, they didn't do it, but there were no pictures to prove what the equipment looked like or what the piping looked like when they left. So I always, 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 in this day and age especially, it's so easy to snap a picture with your cell phone. It's so easy to use something like XOI. Um, It's so easy. There's so much technology out there that's very, very easy to show what the condition of the equipment is when you leave the home. All right. And if you do that, you know, we're going to be I'm sure they're going to be into a fight, maybe fight over paying for this, you know, damage to the water coming through the ceiling and damaging a um, pool table. But, you know, that was eight days later. So the reality is if that much water happened, it would have happened like right after that something, you know, caused the pipe to burst and it was not that contractor. But they didn't take pictures. They didn't talk to the customer. You know, it's like you're the last one here. You guys had to do it. So, I mean, then you get into battle. So please, in a residential situation, always take pictures of everything you are doing and make sure that you have pictures stored so that if something happens a month later or, you you know, three weeks later, or in this case, eight days later, you have pictures proving that the work that was done was correct. And that's very, very important, okay? The second thing that I always ask technicians to do is to make sure that they go through what they did with the customer. And they don't have to do it in details with Amtros and things like that. You can use something like Measure Quick or Sensi Predict or something along those lines, and you can print out a report. It shows the customer the operation of their system, and it works really well. The customer can see that you're in a situation where the, if you have a report from a year ago, you have a report today, you can see the capacity of the system, and maybe the capacity of the system is declining. And as a result of that, they may want to, you can start a conversation of, you know, your capacity of your system is, as it gets older is going to get lower and lower, even if you keep it clean. Um, it might start a conversation about replacement, which is going to be our conversation um, next time when we get together. So from a residential perspective, Please, 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 please take pictures of absolutely everything before you leave. And it's true for commercial, too, from a service perspective. But make sure that you talk to the customer. Make sure the customer understands what you did to the best of their ability and that it's comfortable with um, 
the customer. Now, I will I will caution you one thing. When you leave a customer, never, ever, ever say, call me if you have any problems because a customer has just written you a check for four, five, six, maybe $1,000, and you leave the seed of doubt in the customer's mind. Did they fix everything? Is everything right? Better that you say, thank you for your business. We appreciate it. Have a great day and walk out the door. Never leave a seed of doubt in a customer's mind. When we get back, we're going to talk about the commercial side of service. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him, though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales, too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronin the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R O N A N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you service from a residential perspective and always taking pictures and and making sure that you do not leave a customer saying, call us if you have any problems. If you have a problem, the customer is going to call you if the problem is bad enough. If it's not bad enough, they'll probably just go find another contractor and live with it. Um, So the reality is totally Eliminate those words from your vocabulary and just say, thank you for your business. We appreciate it. Have a good day and walk out the door. Now, let's look at it from a commercial perspective. If you look at it, one of my pet peeves of commercials is when a service technician drives up to a customer's building and parks in customer parking. You are not a customer. You're a vendor. Leave the customer parking spots for the customers. It's You're not there. So if you have the technician has to walk 100 extra feet and carry stuff an extra 100 feet, I'm so sorry. But, the rea- but it really is a situation. Let customer parking be for customers, not for us. All right. All right. So let's assume they've parked where they where they're supposed to. You know, they can walk into the receptions and say, "Where's a good place to park here?" If the customer invites you to park in customer parking, it's a very different situation than you just assuming that you can park in customer parking. All right. So you go to the customer, and most of the time, from a commercial perspective, you're have somebody that you are dealing with who may not be the person writing the checks, may not be the owner. It will be somebody who is a facilities manager or somebody who's an office manager who's usually not the owner. So you have two bosses to please. You have the owner who writes the checks and who wants to write the smallest amount of checks. And you have the office manager or whomever, the facilities manager or the plant manager, if you're dealing in a plant, who you've got to help 
and make sure that they look good. They have to look good for calling your company. You guys come out, you fix it the right time, fix it right the first time, and you're there, you're responsive, and you do what's absolutely needed to get done. I have a lot of commercial service maintenances, maintenance plans that get enrolled during the busiest times of the year simply because excuse me, the current customer, you know, the current company who has this customer can't get there. So this company has a maintenance agreement with a company who can't get there and they have a problem on the hottest day of the year. And your salesperson has gone and, and given them a proposal and all of a sudden you get a phone call. And at that point, you get the opportunity to shine. And a lot of times they will cancel the other maintenance agreement and go with your maintenance agreements because you got there. So it's really, really, really important that all of your service technicians know, especially those on call on the weekends, who the potential maintenance agreement clients are and who the actual maintenance agreement clients are so that they make sure that they take extra special care of these customers when a service problem happens. It's really important that they know, you know, they walk in and say, you know, thank you for being one of our maintenance customers. You know, you, you're a priority customer. And let me tell me what's going on from your perspective. And, and the customer will tell them. A lot of times, if it is a customer who you have bid a commercial maintenance agreement with, you also need to know that. And the service technician will go, I understand that we have, you know, a proposal out with your company to do maintenance. Um, however, what seems to be the problem today? So then at least they know that something is um, talking and communicating between office and field. Sometimes you want to mention it, sometimes you don't. It's just how the service technician feels with the guy. There's no, there's no right or wrong rule with that. So just play that one by ear. But, you know, the same thing. Take pictures. Go on the roof. Um, if you're on a roof, obviously you're not going to wear your booties. But if you get into conditioned space, you need to wear your booties. We had a situation with a service technician who was on a roof, didn't bother to put his booties on, came down from the roof, and got tar on carpeted stairs. That was a very expensive replacement of the carpet because they couldn't get it clean. Wear booties in conditioned space. And obviously, we do it residentially but you're also going to have to do it commercially. You have to make sure that it's there. All right. The other thing that I want to talk to you about is stickers. Um, They should be put on all of your units. And for those that are up on the roofs, they need to be waterproof stickers. I would, you know, like you to put them on the places where somebody's going to see them rather than necessarily on equipment on a roof because most people are not going to go on the roof. They're going to call you for your text to go on a roof. But put your stickers wherever. And I will tell you a really interesting story that happened near me. Um, One of a contractor here in Atlanta always carried a roll of stickers with her. And she was at a movie theater and they did commercial work. They didn't do residential work. And she was at a movie theater, and the door to the equipment room was open. And she went in and, and saw all the equipment that was there, and she there were no stickers on it. So she put her company's stickers on all of that equipment. 
And lo and behold, about a week and a half later, they got a service call because she had put a sticker on that equipment. So I don't know the legality of doing that. So that might be something to look at. But she went and put a sticker on it and she got a a service call for her company simply because she put that sticker on that unit. So you never know. Um, I'm not sure I'd be that brave, to be perfectly frank. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But if you've done the work on the unit, you better make sure that you have stickers, both residentially and commercially, on the units so that people know who you are and that they can call you when things go um, when they're having another service issue. If they are doing their maintenance properly, you should not have very many service issues, whether it's residential or commercial. I have a client had a client years ago, and they were not doing their maintenances right, and their demand service was pretty high as a result of it. And so the technicians redesigned all their maintenance programs, and then we priced it based on what they said. And it was amazing how much they enrolled as a result of it. And so their demand service actually went down. And the owner is freaking out at the end of the year. You know, my service went down at the end of this year. Um, I said, was the maintenance done right? And he goes, yeah. Well, if maintenance is is done right, doesn't service go down? And he goes, well, I guess. I said, why don't you just enroll more maintenance? And the light bulb went on. So it's it's just, you know, the more maintenance you have, the more service you're going to have overall. Now, the customers who've been under maintenance for a little while are not going to have service issues because they're maintaining their equipment properly, but they're still going to have service issues. Get as much maintenance as you can, and then you will get more service. All right. So that's the service piece of the pie. So we've now covered maintenance, which is at 12 o'clock. We've covered service, which is at 8 o'clock. And next time when we get together, we're going to cover replacement or projects, which is at 4 o'clock. Thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.